Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time now for the Coors Light Louisville Basketball Post Game Show. Right here on ESPN Louisville. Cards Basketball is also presented by UofL Health. Making the impossible possible. That's the power of you. Kelly Jobs, the employment solution experts. Kellyjobs.com. Bear Nose Pizza. Yeah, it's that good. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors. Louisville's neighborhood liquor store. UPS Jobs. Apply today at upsjobsky.com. And Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now, here's your host, Taylor Lynch. Well, well, well. Would you look at that? Your Louisville Cardinals with a 101-92 victory on a late Saturday night here over Florida State. 81-50-93-9, guys, is the number. 38-31-93-9 is the text line if you want to hit us up that way. Taylor Lynch hanging out with you guys for a little while this evening. And, wow, is all you can say after is this that one. three for you in terms of the, winning post Yes, yeah. yeah. There hasn't been there haven't been very many, uh, so we're gonna enjoy this one tonight. What an absolutely fantastic performance from the Louisville Cardinals tonight! There were several times we were watching this game. I had no idea what team that was out there on the court because I had not seen them play that way at all. There's so many reasons why Louisville should not have won this game tonight. You don't have Sky Clark. Uh, you you've got. You know, Trey White comes in and gives you no points after just an incredible performance at Clemson the other night. It felt like the deck was kind of stacked against Louisville from the very beginning in this one. But they came out and instead of waiting for the first punch, which is what we've seen them do time and time again, where they they take the first blow and then they respond, Louisville came out and dealt the first punch. They came out and and brought the fight to Florida State, something that we have been begging to see from this team all season. Uh, You've got a great start from them. They were aggressive, Louisville was, getting into the paint, getting to the basket. They had some good ball movement. Tyler Johnson, and we're going to talk about him a lot tonight, but he was fantastic, especially in that first half of facilitating, of getting other guys involved, particularly getting Brandon Huntley-Hatfield involved. But Louisville's defense was rough Uh, and and they allowed FSU to get easy baskets to get into the lane to kind of get whatever they wanted and really that continued for most of the game but the difference between what Louisville typically does defensively 
and really how games typically go for Louisville was they did enough offensively tonight to counteract any any of that. Um, FSU did go on that 8-0 run and take the lead briefly at 22 to 20 with 9:54 left to go in the first half. But then you had the the dead ball technical. You had where Zampain gets pushed. Louisville goes to the free throw line with about six and a half to go. They get a 29-24 lead. And really from that point on, Louisville did not look back. The cards, even though they kept giving up the easy bucket, they were getting enough things going right for them. And Florida State was turning the ball over um, surprisingly, which is not really something that Florida State typically does. At one point, Louisville got up 13 in that first half. And they went into the locker room with a 47-35 lead. It was the first time Louisville had had a first-half lead since December 17th against Pepperdine. I mean, you've got to go all the way back to December to find a time where Louisville had a lead going into the half. They come out in the second half, and they have that... I got this this weird feeling in my gut when they come out and they turn the ball over and Florida State goes and scores and cuts the lead to 10, and you're like... Oh, no, 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 no. I've seen this script. I know how this thing goes. Can we not do this? Um, but then you have Tyler Johnson with that beautiful pass behind his back to, to, to Caleb Glenn, and Glenn slams it in. And it's like Louisville. What they did tonight that they haven't done is typically when teams go on a run, Louisville doesn't have a response. And in, in basketball, and everybody knows this from, from watching, but when when you go on a run – or when the opponent goes on a run, your job is to answer the run. And then they go on a run, and then you go on a run, and they go on. And, and, and that's basketball is a game of runs. And up until tonight, Louisville had not answered consistently a run with a run. And they did that tonight. And and, and they answered every time that, that Florida State would go on a run. They went on a run there uh, in that second half of 10-2 uh, to two in the beginning of the half. And Louisville turned right around. I think Florida State cut it to like, uh, it was either five or six. But then Louisville comes out and they go on an auto run. And they push the lead right back out. And Brandon Huntley Hatfield has two slams uh, during that 9-0 run. And it gets the crowd back into it, gets the crowd reinvigorated. Um, and like I said, Louisville never really looked back. So they did a lot of great things tonight. And we can talk about what the rest of the season is going to look like. We can talk about, you know, what's going to happen What with Kenny and, and, and all of that. And I think those are conversations that need to be had. But tonight, we can just enjoy the fact that Louisville won a game. We haven't had many of these this year. <laughs> we yeah, we don't get many of these. And we need to enjoy them when they come because they've been few and far between. And it was fun to watch Louisville tonight. First 100-point game since the Southern game in 2018. Yes. Which, I mean, it used to be, you know, my fair stack growing up, I know it's since this change, but it was whenever Louisville scored 100 points, they never lost mm-hmm. into that five overtime game with Notre Dame. Yes. But that, so that was always, you know, when they got triple digits, you knew they were winning that game. And like today, it reminded me a little bit of like the UMBC game earlier this year where it's high scoring, but it's indicative of neither team's playing defense yeah. tonight. But you know what? Our offense, and we've seen this time and time again this year, where, you know, they get the, they dig themselves a hole early in the game. And they battle back in the second half. They're electric. This time, you know, like you said, they were the aggressor. They got out front early, and the second half, they just continued to push the lead out. Now, FSU give them credit; they did battle back. Yep. But they were the Louisville in this example that we've seen all year, where they're battling back, 
but it's also why was the deficit this much in the first place? Yeah, it was it was close, but no cigar for Florida State, and that's what unfortunately has happened too often to Louisville uh, this season. And it was kind of nice to see it happen to somebody else. Uh, let's go ahead. Your Juan Gomez insurance player of the game. We've got for the first time really multiple options. But for me, we're going to go twofer. It's the Batman and Robin of tonight, which was Tyler Johnson and Brandon Huntley Hatfield. I mean, what they were able to bring to the table tonight. Tyler Johnson, 27 points, uh, 11 assists, six finished with six rebounds. The first Louisville player in the history of the program to have 20-plus points, 10-plus uh, assists, and 5-plus rebounds. 27, 11, and 6 for Tyler Johnson tonight. Brandon Huntley-Hatfield was a man among boys. And you th- you would think that that Louisville would struggle in the paint with the length that Florida State had tonight, the length that Florida State always has. But Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, 8 tonight. 29 points for him, a career high. 7 rebounds for him. He was dominant tonight. Absolutely dominant in a way that we haven't seen Brandon be uh, really at all in his time here at Louisville, and it was incredible to see. So Brandon Huntley-Hatfield, Tyler Johnson, your Juan Gomez Insurance players players of the game. Super impressive to see. Let's go to the phone lines and open it up here. Lawrence, you're first up on your Coors Light Louisville basketball post game. What's up, my man? What up, Taylor? I can't believe you passed your bedtime right now. <laughs> my man, you already know. Um... We have talked about Tyler Johnson since before the season started. When he takes over games like that, Louisville got a um, week of seventy-five to um eighty percent chance of winning with with his um quickness and his um dissing dime to um to the right players to get easy dunks, layups, and wide open three-point shots. He's unstoppable. It's like we've seen it in the Texas game, see in the Indiana game. When he's doing his thing, ain't nobody, ain't no way we're going to lose the game. But but things happen. Like, and it's, it's just, we only got seven wins. Like, Ray, we, we but thank God we finally beat Florida State in basketball. Yep. How many times did we get close to beating them? But in the second half, things kept going wrong over and over again. Like, the last time we beat him was with um, David Patterson as um, interim head coach. That's when Ryan McMahon got off. Um, but the freshman tonight made an impact. Some of the foul calls was phantom calls. I don't know what more worse is. The referees in the night game called, calling these phantom calls against Louisville or the referees in the women's game led against Syracuse. Who knows? Gonna probably end up being like that on Monday night when they play um NC State. Oh, absolutely. But tonight is a celebration. They did get a victory tonight, and they did put up a hundred points. And Tennessee did take Kentucky down tonight too. So it's, it's a great night to be a Cardinal fan. So hopefully they can keep it going against Syracuse. It's because. And hopefully on um, side Clark can play because if Curtis Williams and Clark is knocking down three points outside, then you're gonna probably end up seeing another game where um Kyle R. Johnson get another double double. Other than that, great win tonight. 
And Taylor, I'm pretty sure you probably won't get up like two o'clock tomorrow, tomorrow, because <laughs> you'll probably be sleeping in. So, uh, appreciate the call, Lawrence. Man, yeah, it's it's definitely past your boys' bedtime here. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna need some extra coffee uh, to get going in the morning. That's for sure. When I first saw it was a late uh, tip off, I was like. Really, I enjoy those Saturday nooners. Like, Absolutely. I, I, normally, I don't like noon games, but with this basketball season, the way it's gone, glad it's early in the morning and just get it out of the way. But, you know, tonight was special. It's also kind of reminiscent of that Clemson game a year yeah, ago. Absolutely. Where it's like the energy just felt different. And, like, obviously, that was the 2013 team came back. And I don't know what today was, if there's anything special going on. And Florida State, they're. If they were on the bubble, they're off the bubble now. Oh, yeah. They ain't making the yeah. tournament. No. Like, Leonard Hamilton may retire this year, or maybe the Jim Bayham effect of, you're not coming back. Yeah. It's like, you could say you're retired, but you get out of here, Leonard. We, we love you. Thanks for 20-something years. <laughs> but, like, I'm sorry. Like, how do you come back from this if you're Hamilton? I This one's tough. This one's going to be tough for Florida State. I mean, we saw the same thing happen to Clemson last year when they lost to Louisville. I mean, that, that loss is the reason why Clemson did not make the NCAA tournament last season. This will be a loss that will really hinder Florida State's already shaky NCAA tournament resume. Um, they would have to do something really impressive in the in the ACC tournament to to probably get into the NCAA tournament at this point. Uh, this was definitely a loss. And look, Kenny Payne, he told the team during shoot around that Florida State cannot afford to lose to you. I mean, he he put it to the team that way, and and it's true. Florida State had way more skin in the game, way more on the line in this one than Louisville did. And I think that Florida State came out and it looked a little bit like it was weighing on them. They looked like they were kind of pressing a little bit, trying to do too much, knowing that they could not afford to lose this game. And Louisville was able to kind of come out and play a little free and easy. And uh, and Tyler Johnson especially made things happen. I liked what I saw from him not just offensively, but we've been concerned about his defense. And he had some pretty good moments defensively. Got some steals, was active. Um, that's why he's going to be your BJ Heating and Cooling defensive player of the game. BJHeatCool.com. Call the experts you can trust. I liked what I saw from Tyler. I don't think he was a defensive liability out there today. He did good things. He was active. Got some steals. Got some turnovers. Um, he was kind of a gnat, kind of a pest. That's what you need him to be. Um, your typical Brooklyn-style uh, point guard that we like to have here at Louisville. Um, I liked what he did tonight. I really did. And um, I was kind of surprised when I looked at the numbers, and we'll go through some of the numbers here for you. Um, Louisville shot 54% for the game. Florida State shot 52% for the game. Neither team shot it well from three. Louisville 27%. Florida State 16%. The Cards 80% from the free throw line, 36 of 45, which is always good. Tell uh, me the total numbers. I saw it was 80 combined free throw attempts. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, let's see. Florida State was 23 of 35, and Louisville was 36 of 45. A lot of, lot of, a lot of fouls. A lot of tonight. fouls in this one. A lot of fouls in this one. Uh, Louisville with 16 turnovers. Florida State with 18. Louisville finally in a game where they get more points off turnovers than their opponent does. Louisville, 22 points off turnovers compared to 19 for the Seminoles. Total rebounds, though. Florida State did get Louisville in that category, 34-33. The Cards with uh, 13 second chance points, 29 bench points for the Cardinals, even though they did have a shortened bench. 
uh, points in the paint tonight. Your landing paints points in the paint. Florida State gets the edge there, fifty-four to fifty in this one. Fast break, fast fast break points. Easy for me to say. Uh, Ten to eight in favor of the Cardinals. Six blocks for Florida State compared to just two for Louisville. Eleven steals for the Seminoles. Eight for the Cardinals. Thirteen assists for Louisville tonight. Pretty good numbers right there. Uh, and something that also doesn't happen very often for Louisville, 33 minutes of the game, the Cardinals had the lead. That is, I, I cannot remember the last time that we looked at a stat like that, 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 that Louisville had the lead for that long. I was going to say, because even, I mean, Pepperdine probably, but like UMBC, they had a battle back in that yes. win. Coppin State was close, but they led a lot of the way. But yeah, it's been a while since... Especially an ACC game where you look at the box score and it's like, man, they dominate start to finish. Yeah. And again, maybe they don't play this again all year. That's a possibility given how this team is inconsistent. Yeah. But, you know, if they keep this up, you can build something because, like, we can agree we don't think Kenny's going to year three. But these players, they're playing for something, whether it's auditioning for the new coach or the portal. And that's what I think these players, like Tyler Johnson, I would love to have him back. But I also don't fault him if he was to enter the portal, look elsewhere. Brandon Hilly Hatfield, like, he's been here now two years, two seconds school. If he wanted to get a look somewhere else after the season, because he's playing better than I thought he was going to do going into the year. Yeah, I, this is the Brandon that we wanted and that we've been waiting for. Um, and he's had moments this season where I think that he's played really well. He had a string of games uh, where Louisville wasn't winning, but... He was playing really well, um, and it, and that's what we've been waiting for from him. So to see him come out and play the way that he played tonight with his 29 points was super impressive. I agree with you, though. Tyler Johnson is somebody that whoever the next head coach is here, your job one is to get Tyler Johnson to stay in the fold because I think that he can be a dynamic playmaker at this level in the ACC. Um you saw what he did tonight. I think that is just kind of a peek into what Tyler can be um, on a consistent basis if he stays here, if he continues to develop. I really like what I saw from him tonight. Some of the other numbers from individual totals. Mike James with 18 points tonight. Uh, Curtis Williams had a fantastic night. Again, 19 points in any other. Uh, if Tyler Johnson doesn't go for 27, we're probably talking about Curtis Williams with his 19 points because that is impressive for him. I I love his game. He's another guy that I really hope Louisville's able to hold on to uh, next season. Caleb Glenn comes in and gives you six points. Brandon Huntley Hatfield, we talked about it, 29 points for him. Trey White, no points after his 29 point affair the other night. Tyler Johnson, of course, with 27. Uh, Zampain came in and, and gave you some decent minutes defensively. Didn't score any points so for you. And Emmanuel LaCourfort comes in and gives you two points. Had a had a big bucket. Got to flex on some people. Um, so we love to see that from Manny as well. At one point, Louisville did have a 15-point lead in this one in the second half. It was 82-67 to 67 with 5.14 to go. But again, it was it was a 15-point lead with 5.14 to go. And Louisville ends up winning 101-92. Some of the same issues creeping up down the stretch of Louisville not being able to close the game out, of of getting chaotic and and fouling when they shouldn't, and 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 doing some of those silly things. Those are the reasons 
Because when you watch this game and, and you watch Louisville get up 15 and you're sitting there going, how the hell is this team coming out and just busting Florida State and then getting run off the court in every other game they're playing and, and coming from ahead to lose and, and, and battling back against Clemson and, and not getting not battling back enough and, and, and losing that game. How are they up 15 right now? And then you see in the, towards the end of the, of the half, okay, this is why Louisville loses games because they, they do some of the silly things that they did at the end of the half to make it closer than it needed to be. I mean, at one point it was a six-point game again um, with about 40 seconds left to go, and you're like, guys, come on. Like That is the stuff that still needs to be fixed. That is the reason why uh, Louisville's in the situation that they're in. But again, a fantastic performance tonight from them. And, and we can... You know, we can point out all of the things that that didn't go right. And, yes, there were plenty. But the bottom line is Louisville won. And, you know, the fans that do still go out and support this team, you got treated to a great game tonight. Yeah, you and did. you got treated to a way, like, congratulations to those guys. Because, like, yeah, we can joke, like, they're like, man, this arena's popping. That's, you know, not the 22,000 we're used to. But, you know, for this year, what's going on? And they announced 11,000. It's probably more like five to 6,000 yeah. based off. The numbers that Lou Rebeau gets from FOIA requests. But, you know, for those fans that were out there, they were loud, energetic. And I joke with you, that's probably the loudest joke of the thief that yes, they had this season. Absolutely. 100%. I mean, <laughs> the, the like you said, the fans that show up, they deserve that. They deserve that win. Um, this team deserved that win. And by no means do I think that a win against Florida State is going to be enough to to keep Kenny Payne around granted it is something that uh we haven't seen Louisville coaches do frequently <laughs> uh again Lawrence mentioned it David Padgett was the last uh Louisville coach that beat Florida State so it's not something that Louisville does often so it, it's something that deserves to be celebrated and look it, it, this is the part though too that as a fan and as somebody that that watches and play like it almost kind of pisses you off when they win because it's like, where has this been? Why can't why why hasn't this team been able to do this consistently all season long? Because I feel like we talk about it and have talked about it several times, not just on this show, but on, on LSL as well. When when you talk about some of the games that Louisville's played this season, it's like, okay, well, if they played with, with that level of intensity, then then they would have won this game and this game and this game. I mean, we said it again um, as I'm trying to pull up the schedule here, but we said it in their last couple of games. Like, you know, if they play, if they play like they played against uh, Clemson in the second half when they when they made that comeback, or you know, if they play like they played against, uh, let's see, against Duke for a good portion of that game, or against. North Carolina for a good portion of that game. Like if they, they can, held the Miami game, that's the one that they yeah. went out right. Like we, like you said, there's been stretches, like you said, or like you know the running joke was, oh they won the second they won half, the second half, yeah, like three straight games by like one point. Yep, you played as close to forty minutes as we've seen with the Kenny Payne coach team. That's Absolutely. a testament to, you know, whatever was going on in practice since the Clemson game, whatever is going on, like they put it together tonight and delivered a win, which. And again, like I as critical as we've been, we gotta settle away these wins when they come because they're few and far between. And hopefully next year it's 
oh, they won by five, and I'm pissed off. They won only by five, yeah. not 12. But, you know, for this year, we can – again, the standard's the standard. But for this year, just expectations. We're happy they got a win. And the defense needs to be shored up sometime down the stretch because you can't constantly be winning games 101 and 92. But, you know, I'll yeah. be happy they scored triple digits tonight. No, absolutely. Uh, Louisville snaps a six-game losing streak tonight with their win over Florida State. Uh, as far as we know, it's only the second time in ACC play that Louisville has scored over 100 points. They did it a couple seasons ago against Pittsburgh, I believe. Um, so only the second time that they have done that. But let's see if they can keep it rolling now. Uh, they've got Syracuse coming up on Wednesday night. Uh, that is a very winnable game at Syracuse. Syracuse team that's kind of meh. Um, so hope that's that's a winnable game. Louisville comes home after that Saturday. Um, next Saturday, the 10th, they've got Georgia Tech. Then you go to Boston College. You've got Pittsburgh. Uh, then you have Notre Dame and Duke to round out the rest of February. But before that Duke game, every game on Louisville's schedule between Syracuse and Notre Dame is a winnable game. I mean, I like the job Stoudemire's done at Georgia Tech. They've knocked yeah. off Duke and UNC this year. But that team's still... They're not going to the tournament yeah, either. They're in growing pains. It's year yeah. one for Stoudemire. That's Is it a, year one or year zero? I'm going to say year one because they beat Duke and UNC this year. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it has to count. For, if it's year zero, that's a hell of a year zero. Yeah, it's <laughs> but, a hell of a year zero for but him. I'm saying, like, that's a game that it's winnable. Yeah. Shrewsbury, he has... He again. You can tell. I hate using the phrases that you, you know. We got mad at Kenny for using, but it's like you know, growing pains. You can see they're building for something. Yeah. When they get, you they've know, been close in a lot of games. Yeah. When they get, you know, quote their guys in, they'll be better. But it's true for these situations because, like, you see what they are trying to establish there, and you can see where they want it to go, and they just don't have the pieces yet. But those games are games where, you know, you're fighting for your job or whatever is going to be lying next year for these guys, mm-hmm. not just the players but the coaches too. Those are winnable games, like you said. You should be able to go in there and compete for 40 minutes and maybe still win. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I would say I feel pretty – I feel better about the Georgia Tech game at home than I do at Syracuse just because it's a road game and Louisville has proven this season that they struggle on the road. They struggle everywhere, but they really struggle on the road. Um so I, I don't feel nearly as confident about that. I, I went on record as saying that I thought the Boston College game was Louisville's next opportunity to get a win, um, but that was before tonight. I still think they probably have a pretty decent opportunity to get a win there, only because it's I know it's on the road, and I just said Louisville doesn't play well on the road, but it's on the road in Boston College at Chestnut Hill at 9 o'clock on a Tuesday night. Nobody cares. I'm, I'm telling you, like nobody cares about Boston College. Their football coach just left for their fo- <laughs> defensive their fo- coordinator yeah. job. Jeff Hathley <laughs> left to take the defensive coordinator job with the Green Bay Packers. Like he doesn't even care about Boston College. Like nobody will be there. It'll be a sleepy environment. Louisville will have an opportunity to get a dub there, um, and then they go to Pittsburgh. They just got there. I think I saw it. it's like their 101st win at the Zoo, at the Peterson that Event place Center. That rowdy. It'll be rowdy. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very winnable stretch of games, and then you have going to Duke, which is not going to be easy at all. But Louisville played Duke okay last time they played them, so now they get to go to Durham, uh, and then of course the rest of the schedule: Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Boston College to wrap up the regular season there on March the 9th. So we're not that much uh, not that much left 
in the in the regular season here. But hopefully Louisville can string some wins together. Look, I don't think it's at this point, if Louisville can string wins together, I don't think it's going to be enough to save Kenny Payne's job by any means. But I think that it will go a long way into these guys putting good film out there. Uh, these guys getting a good, the guys that are on the team right now, getting some good vibes, getting some good reaction from the fan base. Like those are the things that can make kids want to stay when a new coach comes in and you're putting film out there for whoever the new head, the next head coach is going to be. Yeah. I do want to touch on something Lawrence said earlier. He's like, I want Sky Clark back. We did find out today because I don't think they mentioned before it's a hip injury that's yep. been nagging Sky Clark. I don't know how soon he can be back with yeah. that. Like, it's just no timetable. And, like, you can constantly say day-to-day because you don't need to explicitly state stuff in college. Mm-hmm. I don't see him coming back, honestly, at this point. I mean, if he does, you know, power to him, but it's a hip injury and it's nagging. And, like, this isn't, like, to be fair to everything we've said, they're going nowhere. Like, it's not really in his best interest to kind of rush back and try to, you know, potentially worsen the injury. But, I mean, honestly, that was something that we were concerned about with Sky from the very beginning was his ability to stay healthy. And that was what plagued him at Illinois. And we wondered if he was going to be able to stay healthy here. And obviously it doesn't happen now. Hopefully he's able to get back. And, and if he wants to come back next season, he'll be able to come back. And, I, and we're not saying this is an injury that's going to keep him out definitely. Um, but when you're talking about a hip injury, I tend, I, I'm with you, I tend to think we probably don't see him the rest of the season, but who knows? I mean, we'll see, and, and Percy Miller is getting outside medical advice on his injury. So I they also said that was a hip, too, if I'm not, I think. I, I think so. Yeah, and we know Tyler has the ankle injury earlier this week, which. Which the ankle looked fine tonight. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, he, he looked good tonight. He looked fine. I mean, it sucks. Like, today we had one true guard playing. I mean, two if you want to count Mike James and that. It, but like his one point guard was Tyler Johnson, mm-hmm. already a thin position, and we need Tyler to stay healthy, obviously, to have any semblance of opportunity to win these games down the stretch. So, ACC teams for the NCAA tournament right now, uh, I think there are three teams that are probably in. Virginia is considered on the, the first four bubble, um, and then there were several teams, Florida State listed among them, Virginia Tech, Wake, um, and Miami as teams that were being considered. That's before tonight's events. So, how many teams do you think the ACC gets in? I've said this before. I think it's Duke and UNC lock. Yep. If someone can find their way to win the ACC tournament outside of those two teams, that's the third. If it's a Duke-UNC final and they win. I want to say it's a third team. I just don't know who the third team is. I think Duke. I, I I agree with you. Duke and NC State. I mean, uh, Duke and North Carolina are definitely locks. Um, I think Wake gets in. I think that. I think it's JCC shows me the AC tournament. I think. Yeah. And like I, I said, if they could be a bid thief there, <clears throat> Miami. I think it's going to be the Clemson scenario last year where that they're going to look at the resume and that lost Louisville is going to hurt them. Yeah. Unless I, they just win out the rest of the way. I would say. I'm going to say the ACC gets five teams in. I'm going to say they get North Carolina Duke. I think Virginia gets in. I think Wake gets in. And I think NC State gets in. And then uh, that that's it. Yeah, and I think one of those teams is playing in Dayton. Yeah, I could see probably NC State playing in Dayton. I, I know. I, look, Virginia's 17-5. and five. 
and I think they're going to get name recognition and keep them out of being in like the first four. But uh, I think they're going to be like a like a ten seed. It's going to be the opposite of the Tony Bennett effect, where normally they're like the four or five team. Yeah. Out in first round, there's like oh ten seed. Let's make an elite eight run now. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, let's see. It was a busy, busy night in the top twenty-five. So we'll run down your UPS jobs top twenty-five scoreboard here. Lots of games going on. Uh, it was a bad night, basically, to be a ranked team. Number one, UConn survived against St. John's. The Johnnies actually had a one-point lead at the half. It was 37-36, but they could not close the deal. 77-64, UConn gets the dub there. They look as good as last year's team, <sighs> I man. know. 22-10-1 in the Big East. I struggled because there's this weird streak where I think Louisville may have been the last team to reach the Sweet 16 after winning the title of the year before. Maybe there's like one other team since then, but the last team that when they win the title, they're usually out first week in the next year. Yeah, but UConn looks good, man. There's there's very few teams with as upside down as college basketball has been this season. There are very few teams I look at and I'm like, that team's going to the Final Four, no question. And UConn is one of those teams that I'm like, they are going to the Final Four. Yeah, Hurley, what he's done the last couple of years, like we already we respected him, obviously. Yeah. You had the title, and if they get, if they were to go back to back, first team since the Donovan Florida teams. Yep, that's a new level that we just like. He may be the best coach of college basketball right now. Absolutely, uh, number nine Marquette bust Georgetown ninety one fifty seven uh, Texas. I don't know. You and I talked about this, Spence. I have no idea what to make of Texas. Uh, they get the upset win over TCU today seventy seven sixty six. Utah State uh, gets a takes a loss. Number seventeen Utah State takes a loss to San Diego. 81 to 67. The Aztecs are now 17 and 5. Uh, Utah State 19 and 3, 7 and 2 in the Mountain West. Uh, the game of the afternoon, number four, Houston, number eight, Kansas. Kansas with a 78 65 victory. It was 43 to 28 at the half. In, Kansas came in out one. rolling. That yeah, they one. did. Yeah, they did. Don't make Kansas an underdog. Uh, UCF did not trail. In this game, they beat number 23, Oklahoma, 74-63. to UCF's a weird team. They have had some big wins in the Big 12, but they are 4-5 and five in conference and 13-8 and eight overall. Uh, Cincinnati gets an upset win, 75-72, over number 15, Texas Tech. Number 16, Auburn, no problems with Ole Miss, 91-77. to 77. Ole Miss now 18-4, 5-4 in the SEC. Auburn, 18-4 and 7-2 in the SEC. Uh, Dusty May, Florida Atlantic, 102 to 70 over Tulsa, number 22 BYU, 86 73 over West Virginia. North Carolina takes round one against Duke. It's uh, 93 to 84, the final in that one. Number 18, Baylor survives, 70 to 68. Number 24, Alabama, 99 67 in the game of the night. Good old Rocky Top. Rocky Top, Tennessee, 103-92. Tennessee gets the win over Kentucky. You got to love it. There have not been hardly any opportunities this season for us to pump our chest about a victory while Kentucky is losing. So I'm going to take that opportunity to take the lap with Tennessee getting the win. Uh, Kentucky now losing two straight at home. They are 5-4 and four in SEC play. Tennessee 16 and 5 and 6 and 2 overall your UPS jobs 
top 25 scoreboard there. Shift your future at UPS Jobs. Apply today. UPSjobs.com. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Kevin has been waiting. Kevin, welcome in. What's going on? Oh, nothing, man. Uh, I, I was listening to you guys. Something that kind of irks me a little bit is uh, how, how, I mean, did y'all go to the game tonight? Uh, no, we were here. We were watching it on TV. Okay, so how can you try to say there's only 5,000, 6,000 people there? I mean, when you watch that camera pan around the, the Yum Center tonight, I, it did not look like there was very many people. Maybe there were, but it sure didn't look like it. But there was, I mean, yeah, they were loud I mean, and they were I'll having go, a good time. I'll, I'll go to every game. I ain't missed a game yet, and I've sat on every every part of the stadium. And I just find it funny that when it comes to men's basketball attendance, it's portrayed that it's not counted correctly, but the women is correct is correct. But they don't even open the top for the women's games, and they 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 get you know eighty one, eighty two hundred, and it's not as crowded as the men's game on the lower bowl, and that's not even counting what's what's in the upper decks. So. I mean, for somebody that goes to every game, I think it's – I get perturbed listening to people that don't go trying to say who's there when they watching it on TV. So it was a good crowd tonight, Kevin? Yeah, it's been a good crowd. I mean, the, for the last couple of games, it's been it's been decent. It hadn't been like like it was when it you know when things was, was jumping. But, I mean, shit, I, I'm from Jeffersonville. I go to their games. That's a five thousand seat arena, and it's way more people at Louisville games than it, than it is at a Jets game. So I'll just leave it at that. All right, man. Appreciate the call, Kevin. Thanks, buddy. Hey, I'm glad they had a good crowd tonight. I'm glad. I mean, it it was it sounded loud. I'm sure they probably got the best Joker and the Thief that they had all season. And look, if you go to every single U of L game, you deserve it. You deserve this win tonight. You deserve to enjoy it. Uh, and, and bask in the glory of it because they have been few and far between, and and we we deserve it as a fan base to enjoy this one. Again, but, my point was just that we've seen the numbers at Louis Rabot because he submits yes. FOIA requests, and we see the discrepancy between the announced attendance. That's all I was saying was the discrepancy that we've seen all season. There's always a discrepancy. Yeah, and it's been more than noticeable. Again, maybe it was you know closer to the eleven thousand number. I hope it was actually because they deserve it. But the reality, again. Everyone has entitled their opinion. You were at the game, Kevin. I'm glad you were able to yeah. experience the win. We had, to, unfortunately, we were working at night, so we had to be stuck in the studio. But exactly. that's what it is. But, you know, there's there's a discrepancy when there's at, at football games, too. I mean, there's a discrepancy with the attendance announced there, too. We all know it. It's okay. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Gary has been waiting. Gary, welcome in. What's up, man? Yeah, how you guys doing? Doing well, buddy. I'm calling from right outside Columbus. I called a few weeks ago. And it was talking about, you know, possible future coaches and everything. But, you know, watching this game tonight, and I'm looking at this team, you know, thinking if they had, like, tra- trainer and a couple, you know, I don't know, maybe Sky Clark or whatever, and maybe add another player with a coaching staff, if they could just build, you know, like some consistency and a little more fundamental basketball and just, you know, coach guys up to be just a little more disciplined at times not you know and like tyler tonight didn't play so out of control and he played very well mm-hmm. um you know the, the team could go somewhere you know uh, it could be a, with the right coaching staff and maybe a player another player to and staying a little bit healthy this team this is a t- potential 21 season team 
with these type of guys, you know, on this team. Because there's talent. There's a little bit of talent there. You know, one guy you guys talked about uh, just briefly, um, Curtis Williams. I'm watching this yes. kid. And when I, when, I, when I went to a short time, I went to L back in the early 80s. People may think I'm crazy, but this kid, he even kind of looks like a combination of the two. But I go back and look at Derek Smith and Lancaster Gordon, mm-hmm. and I look at his body build, his, his demeanor, his discipline. Um, the kid's got a beautiful stroke from a shot. And I just watch little things that this kid does. And like you said, you hope he stays. I'll tell you what. I think this kid, with the right coach, puts him in the right position, in the right system. This kid's going to be a player. Um, you know, I just watch the little things. You know, a guy he hits the deck on his team. He 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 runs across the floor <laughs> to pick him up. He's a team player. He looks very coachable. If you get the right coach, this guy is potentially one hell of a player. And um, but uh, anyway, on the coaching note. Um, a guy caught my eye this week, and I know you're going to know the name because his dad was a great coach um, at one time, and uh, he went to Duke. But uh, Chris Collins up at uh, Northwestern. Yep. What do you think about somebody like him? I mean, I appreciate the call, Gary. Thanks, man. I mean, he's done some pretty good things. Northwestern was in a battle the other night with Purdue. Um, really, really close game there. I tell you, earlier this year too. Yeah, I tell you, a guy that that we're not that nobody's really talked about um, that is interesting to me and and was an interesting candidate uh, a couple years ago is Nate Oates. I mean, he's a guy that we don't really talk about that I would totally be interested in what he's doing this year with Alabama. They've been playing well. He's got them ranked in the top twenty-five. I like what he's done. If we're talking about some names that we haven't talked about yet that we haven't beat to death already. What do you think, Spence? You, you Nate Oates guy? I, oh, I was on the Nate Oates wagon a couple years ago when the first opening came about. But I, I take that uh, to Chris Collins' point there. He's only 48 year, 49 years old right now. And he's been at Northwestern for 10 years. And Northwestern, I remember growing up, they were the epitome of the only Power 5 team that had never been in the NCAA tournament. He's been there a couple times now. I'd take him at Louisville, but he's not in like the top five, I would say. But if Louisville, you know... They settled to, for Chris Collins. Yeah, I wouldn't be upset. It's like a couple years ago, and it's like Greg Gar's name's thrown out there. It's yep. like I take him because he's a coaching experience was there, obviously, and was constant until this week. They were looking really good this year. <laughs> Two texts back to back. I was there, effing empty as usual, <laughs> and then the other text. I get was I was there at the game, and there was no way there was more than six or seven thousand people there tonight. So, two two texts back to back, um, but hey, you know I didn't that, think attendance could be that much of a controversy. I, tonight, I did not think that's where we were taking the, uh, the post game show tonight. Was was talking about the the attendance, but hey, a texter says they still shot fifty two percent against us. Yeah, I mean we we talked about that earlier. The defense was not fantastic tonight, as per the usual, but it was good enough, and the offense was good enough for Louisville to get a much needed victory uh we'll take a quick look here at your acc conference standings now uh let's see no surprise north carolina at the top especially with their win over duke tonight uh, really put some separation between them and duke at the top of the conference standings. so north carolina alone in first place virginia actually second in the conference standings duke third nc state fourth wake forest 
fifth. If the if the season ended today, your four buys would be North Carolina, Virginia, Duke, and NC State. And two of those teams are assuredly going to the big dance. Two of them probably squarely on the bubble. Just weird how the ACC is shaping out to be this season. Um, it's a shame because we thought this this used to be one of the premier basketball oh, conferences. And again, the history is on their side, but you know, again, this year been an absolute cluster of a year for college basketball in general. But the ACC, like like I said, we're trying to figure out who the third team is. And at least you think five. I think it's three right now. Yeah, and I don't know who the third team is. Yeah, uh, Wake Forest at six and four, along with Florida State now at six and four. Miami at six and five. Pittsburgh at five and six, along with Syracuse and Virginia Tech. Clemson and Boston College both four and six. Uh, Georgia Tech at three and eight. Notre Dame at two and eight, and the Cards now at two and nine with their win over Florida State tonight. So your ACC. Conference standings presented by Kelly, the employment solutions experts. Visit kellyjobs.com. Let's see. Tonight's game makes you think how the season could have been. If Kenny could have done a better job building this team, getting more experience out of the portal instead of getting uh, Davis and Jovanovic. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, This game took longer, two hours and 48 minutes. Than the Virginia Tech football game, two hours and 45 minutes. LOL. It was an incredibly long game. Uh, Texture says, great win for the cards and a great Saturday when the team up the road gets busted by Tennessee. Great weekend. So, a great weekend so far. Go cards. Uh, let's get some more wins. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I think we're all kind of in agreement on that one. That's going to do it. That's going to put a bow on this for you guys tonight. The cards get the victory over Florida State 101 to 92. The cards will be back in action on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock as they go to Syracuse and take on the Orange. Of course, you can hear it right here on 93.9 The Ville. Ethan Moore will have you for your post game Wednesday night for that one. For Spencer, I'm Taylor. That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks for listening, guys. And until next time, go cards. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.